HVAC 360 is brought to you today by Snuggle Suits by Comfort 100. Tired of comfort complaints? HVAC systems just getting too darn expensive to operate and maintain? Look no further than the Snuggle Suit. Using mental synaptic control, this diving suit-like material heats and cools your body right into the Goldilocks zone automatically. Just think comfort and it's yours. These suits are made by Comfort 100, whose company goal is nothing less than 100% occupant comfort in the built environment. Don't wait! With the holidays just around the corner, nothing makes a better bonus than a snuggle suit. Be that epic boss. Order now. What's up? Welcome back. This is episode number 106. Matt Nelson here, your host for HVAC 360, helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of HVAC. How do we do that? Well, we do that by sharing lessons learned in the field and talking to industry experts, but we really don't stop there. I encourage you to double down, uh, double down on your weekly dose of HVAC knowledge by hopping on over to HVAC360.com and join my growing community of people just like you. Um, we're going to be doing some exciting things over the next couple of weeks, so I don't want you to miss out on your opportunity to get in on those deals and special opportunities opportunities. So hop on over now, pause the recording, do it, do it when you get into the office, but just get on there and get in the list. All right. So what's up for this week? This week is I'm going to finally revisit my train wreck of a podcast about thermostat operation. Uh, you know, when my goal originally was to create something uh, real, I mean, as much as I can, can with audio, make it something visual that you could actually kind of see. Uh, but I did a couple of things uh, that didn't work out so well. First, um, the visualization that I tried to uh, try to put into motion was a little bit clunky, um, and it also did kind of brush aside um, the expl explaining T-stats in general, thermostats in general. Uh, it was focused a little bit too narrowly uh, on specific types of thermostats. And I never, you know, I always kind of assume a certain uh, basic knowledge that you have as a listener. Uh, but I really wanted to kind of take a step back, kind of give it a broad brush and revisit this thermostat operation and kind of go over again kind of my frustration um, with thermostats, and we'll get into that later. But first, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, um, one of the listeners who had left me a review. I thank you on uh, iTunes in Canada. This is Cam Loops Bob from Canada. Thank you so much for that uh, kind review that you left for me. Um, so, let's get into it. First off, this is not an extensive lesson, um, but it really just you can think of it as the beginning of a conversation. Why, why in general are we talking about thermostats? Thermostats ultimately is, uh, you know, they're the most important piece of a, you know, arguably a most important piece of an HVAC system. It is where you determine comfort levels. 
um, really, comfort is king when you talk about HVAC. I mean, HVAC, it's all about comfort. There are some special things, and we're not necessarily talking about the fringe uh, applications with uh, controlling on processes, controlling on, uh, you know, for different uh, sort of low temp applications for food storage and refrigeration. Uh, we're just talking about HVAC, general comfort, comfort in your house, comfort in your uh, office, uh, comfort in your building. So that's what we're kind of going to try to focus on right now. Um, and, you know, I, why is it so important? Uh, because uh, I think a lot of people miss the. Uh, it's it seems so like one of those things that seems so simple. They kind of take it for granted, but obviously there are a couple a couple examples. And I don't know if I've mentioned these before, but you know, from a uh, school, uh, if you had a school building and you weren't able to maintain temperature and kind of got away from you, uh, say on a unseasonally warm day. Those kids may be taking a test, and that test could impact the rest of their lives. So whether or not they did well on that test is all based on thermal comfort. I mean, that's that's life changing. I mean, you know, what's what's more important than that? Um, you know, when you talk about businesses, um, you could you know talk about uh, making mistakes if you're if you're not. You know, if your your focus isn't on your job, uh, or just you know, I mean, standing around complaining about being too hot or too cold or not being able to focus. Um, you know, I think you know we're coming up in this holiday season. I was thinking about the Christmas Carol. You know, I mean, if Scrooge would have thought about it, um, he probably wouldn't have. Uh, you know, he probably would have thrown on a couple more lumps of coal on the fire, knowing that Bob Cratchit would be able to focus better on his work, make fewer mistakes, and work longer instead of just shivering and not being able to do his work properly. So that's kind of the importance of why we're talking about thermostats. I mean, I think that they are kind of the linchpin. Um, our connection between our systems, our hidden systems that make buildings comfortable and spaces that you want to be in and the connection to the people who are actually in those spaces. So that's kind of the, 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 the link there. So getting into some of the basics, the basics of the thermostats, um, we're talking about, I guess, some of the things that we, we talk about when we talk about thermostats, um, different types of thermostats. There's going to be a set range. Uh, for comfort, it's it's pretty easy. Uh, but, you know, when you deal with different applications, is the thermostat, thermostat that you're selecting really uh, specific for that application? Um, you know, is it going to measure the right things? And, you know, I mean, a lot of times we, we deal with thermostats with air, but there are also sensing things. If you're sensing water in a pipe, uh, is it going to be the right temperature? Uh, you know, if you, you have a, I guess a, an example of this would be if you, like a th thermometer, for example, a thermometer is easy, a little bit easier to, to, uh, kind of identify. But if you had a thermometer that was in a pipe, uh, that was measuring hot water and your thermometer was from, you know, zero to 100 degrees Fahrenheit, that's not going to be a great representation of the hot water, which needs to be more of a, you know, 50 to, you know, 250 kind of range as far as the, um, as far as the, uh, the Fahrenheit scale goes. So you want to make sure that your application matches what you're doing. Um, a lot of times accuracy, uh, we don't necessarily, that's not a big, a huge deal in Comfort HVAC. But it is something that you need to uh, take into uh, account for. And also response time. Um, you know, is it something that's going to be changing slowly or is it going to be, you know, something that's going to be reacting fast? 
uh, generally speaking, you know, when you're dealing with comfort, you're dealing with something that's not gonna, that's just going to be changing slowly. It's not, you know, it's the accuracy has to be relatively good, but it doesn't have to be, you know, totally precise. Um, and the range, you know, it just has to be in a in a good occupiable range, you know, around, you know, 70 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, plus or minus, you know, say, you know, 30 degrees. I think that would be something that would be reasonable. So those are some of the things that you, there's some of the basic kind of things that you want to, you know, talk about and think about when you're talking about it. Um, but ultimately, you're going to boil it down to three different types of controls when you're talking about thermostats. Um, uh, and this is uh, talking about the control and, and, and how they're made. So the first one is going to be what they call a relative dimension. Um, and what that means is there is going to be, um, you know, two, two different materials that have different coefficients of expansion. Uh, which basically means if it's exposed to a you know one temperature, um, you're going to have one kind of deflecting. You know, I, I guess you can imagine two metals. They're sandwiched together. Um, they ha- they're different materials. So when they're exposed to a temperature, they deflect um, or they actually move um, because of the different you know the different coefficient uh, expansion coefficients. So that's kind of your basic run-of-the-mill. This is when you take a look at the thermostat and you see a coil. Um, it might be just kind of a straight line. Uh, it might be U-shaped. Uh, but it has some sort of, just by the, the, the fact that the material, uh, there are two materials that are going to be different, um, you're going to have some sort of movement that's going to actuate a response. It's going to trigger a response at a certain point when the temperature gets to a certain point, it's going to trigger a response. Um, and there are, you know, a couple different, you know, couple different types of thermostats that do that. Another one that uh, you're going to run into uh, is, is the uh, state of vapor or liquid. Um, these you'll find a lot of in a, what they refer to as a sealed bellows element, uh, where it's going to, based on the uh, pressure, it's going to, you know, increase or decrease the uh, you know, they expand or contract the bellows, and the bellows element is when it reaches a certain point is again going to make that contact. It's going to make that connection. Um, you might have a remote bulb, uh, whereas kind of the same kind of uh, same situation, uh, but it's remotely uh, located from where your you know actual um, uh, control device is. So it can have a remote bulb, and it's going to be sensing you know, based on, you know, the bulb pressure. And again, these are all kind of, you know, nothing to do with electronics here. It's, it's once they actuate, that's, that's the electronic control portion of it. So these are all just kind of, you know, metal coefficients, the way they bend, uh, the way they expand, the gas and uh, liquid, the way they expand uh, in a, you know, capillary tube, things like that, that kind of change a dimension, um, and you know have that actuation and the third one is electrical properties so this is where we get most of what you see in a commercial hvac um probably you know 90 percent of the the you know thermostats out there are going to be of that electrical property type and these are kind of they they fall into two camps they have there's the thermistor um and the rtd which is the resistant resistant resistance temperature device 
Um, probably the majority of what you're going to see out there is the thermistor, but they both operate on the same principle, is that at a different temperature, um, the material that they use, the element, the sensing element that they use is going to change in its electrical properties. It's going to change its resistance, and that change in resistance is going to be read by uh, another kind of smarter device, whether it's a, you know the, the, the VAV box or whatever. So, Whereas the other two kind of, you know, uh, the relative dimension and the vapor liquid uh, change of state, those are going to be something that you're going to have that are going to, you know, when it reaches a certain point, it's going to, you know, it's going to click, it's going to snap, it's going to actuate, it's going to make that connection, and it's going to, you know, heat or cool. Uh, but the electrical, uh, that electrical property, um, that thermistor, is just something that changes its value based on the temperature and that resistance, that number, that actual analog number is going to be read by something else. And that is going to be used to make a decision. So I guess those are, again, those are the three types. Hopefully I did that justice. Uh, the, most, the most reason why you use the thermistor, just to point out, is that it's, it's one thing that's low cost. It has a good scale uh, versus temperature, which means basically, you know, a slight change in temperature means a... a very detectable or discernible change in electrical resistance, and they have some uh, long-term stability with that device. That's that's why they use those thermistors. So, in general, I guess these two things fall into kind of two different categories. I, I like to think of them. Um, so, the basic types of controls they're either used in a, a line voltage application, um, where you're going to have it, uh, you know, either a like a unit heater mounted or a remote mounted um, kind of device where, you know, and I guess where that's important and where I kind of, you know, during, you know, when I was designing, the importance there is that, okay, you're going to need to let the electrician know that not only do they have to wire up the device, uh, wire up the, the ca you know, cabinet unit heater, the unit heater, you know, whatever it is, they're also going to have to wire up the, uh, the thermometer, uh, the thermostat, because that in and of itself is a 20 or is a, uh, you know, 120 volt, um, line voltage device. So you just can't have anybody, any low voltage electrician put that on there. It has to be by a certified electrician. So you're going to have to make sure that, you know, if it's not attached to the device, um, they know where, where you want to put it. And again, this is kind of a coordination issue. Um, the other type is just having control voltage. So this is 24 volts or less. Um, you're dealing with signals such as like 4 to 20 milliamps, or you're dealing with uh, 0 to 10 volts. Those are some of the common control voltages out there that you're going to see. So they kind of, they again, they fall into those two different varieties. And you can see where the control voltage, um, this, you know, 24 volt or less, is going to be more of the thermistor, going to be the RTD, the, those type of elements, because they're actually sensing those small changes in the electrical resistance. That would, that's what give it, it gives it its control signal. Whereas the line voltage, it's really kind of more of a, a self-contained kind of thing uh, that you're going to be using. All right, so now that you have those kind of different uh, control types and, generally speaking, kind of electrical voltage uh, varieties, now we kind of get into the thermostats themselves. 
So what what do, what do they do? And, I'm, and so I kind of group these into two different categories. You had the uh, intelligent or self-contained stats. Um, this is one where you see more of a user-selected mode. Uh, these are more standalone. Uh, again, self-contained, standalone, those type of things. Um, and you know, you you get into uh, examples of these um, from the simple, which is like a unit heater. So typically you might have a, like a bimetallic element um, that is going to be, you know, based on the temperature, it's going to reach a certain point. You're going to have a set point and it's going to reach a certain, it's going to reach that set point and it's going to turn on and activate uh, and make sure that that thing heats up. Um, I think it's, it's important to notice that you can have the action go both ways. And what I mean by that is if a temperature is dropping and you want things to heat up. So if the temperature is dropping, it's going from you know 72 degrees, 70 degrees, 60 degrees Fahrenheit, um, and you want it to kick on at 60 degrees, um, then it, it actuates. And so at 60 degrees, it'll turn on your device, and it'll you know end up you know starting to heat up. Now it goes the other way too, uh, but you're, when you're thinking about cooling mode. Um, say, for instance, uh, you had it, so that th- type of thermostat used for heating. But when you had the opposite thing uh, happen, when you're talking about like exhaust fans in a mechanical room, say, for instance. So you want to turn on the uh, exhaust fan whenever it gets to, say, 80 degrees, whatever the, whatever the set point would be. So when the temperature rises and it keeps rising, 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 then it's going to you know, click on when it reaches that 80 degree set point. And it's going to take it down to a certain, you know, whatever the, the you know, it's going to uh, drop the temperature and it's going to turn off uh, whenever it gets below that set point. So it's going to break it. You know, you're going you're gonna to make the connection. You're going to break the connection. But when it's going down, when it's shrinking, decreasing, it's going to break that connection. The fan's going to shut off. So, again, it, it depends on how you're either making the connection or breaking the connection, which way you're actually moving. So there's there's a difference. Um, you know, if you had something that, for example, was supposed to uh, be an exhaust fan and it was mounted to a, a unit heater, well, your unit heater would just keep, you know, would would just keep heating up. It just wouldn't work right. And I found that happen uh, a couple of times. It's not not super common, but I've had that happen a couple of times. You got to understand. Okay, when it reaches a certain temperature, do you want it to turn off or you know or 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 you know turn on or shut off? So you got to keep those. And again, these are typically going to be those line voltage stats. They're going to be that relative dimension. It's going to be the the vapor liquid uh, kind of sealed bellows element type remote bulb type of actuation. Um, so that's that. Now, on the other hand, you have sort of uh, some intelligence. I guess most people have uh, a programmable thermostat of some variety in, in their home. Um, and that you can actually select. That's going to be a low voltage. So you have your transformer, a uh, little transformer that's located down in the, uh, in the unit, the furnace uh, that you have, your air handling unit. Um, and it's going to send up a, you know, the wiring. You're going to have low voltage wiring going to the back of your thermostat, and it's going to you're going to select whether you want a heating mode, whether you want a cooling mode, or whether you want auto, um, which it can select either or. But you're going to have basically a set point that you're going to set to it, and you know when it's above, you know depending on heating and cooling, 
it'll actuate that accordingly. So I guess that's the, the third type of kind of user, you know, intelligent, I guess what I'm referring to as an intelligent, self-contained, um, uh, user-selected mode. Now, when you get into the commercial world, uh, for some of the like the majority of the thermostats that are on there, again, I, ca- I call them thermostats, um, and I think that might be a little bit of a misnomer. Um, I just keep calling them that. They're mounted on a wall. They might just be thermistors, but I'm not going to split hairs and you know not call them thermostats. But thermostats on the wall, because they're just report, they're just a sensor. That's all they that's all they are. Um, and what you have on the wall, and there's a, a couple of different varieties, but the, the thermistor on the wall is just getting data. It's detecting the temperature, changing that electrical resistance, and sending that information somewhere back to the you know, building automation control, whether it be the controller on the VAV box or wherever that device is. Um, but it's not necessarily resident in that device on the wall. It's, it's, the logic is contained somewhere else. It's just getting, getting at set points and maybe a couple other points of data on that thermostat on the wall, and it's, and it's doing something somewhere else. Now, the thing about it is, is, is I guess these, these things, these thermostats on the wall, they have you know, a couple different functions, and I didn't really necessarily go into that uh, from my, my previous podcast. But there's certain, uh, I guess the, the one thing I wanted to cover was that there's a set point and then there's an offset. And it really gets, you got to think about it. Um, you have to go through it and go through it with the temperature controls just so you understand exactly what's happening. Um, because there, there can be a set point um, where you go up to a thermostat and you say, okay, you know what, I want a set point of 70 degrees. Now, when you do that with kind of a self-contained unit, that 70 degrees, that is a line in the sand. It is going to actuate, it is going to turn on or going to turn off based on 70 degrees. Uh, but when you do that typically with a thermostat on a, on a wall, as far as a commercial building goes, um, that is going to be, you're going to have an offset. You're going to have a dead band offset uh, because you have the potential usually, um, you know, and this is when you have like VAV with reheat, which is a very common system. Um, VAV with reheat, uh, sometimes you have uh, constant volume or variable volume temperature or variable variable volume boxes. And that's kind of like a, a, a simpler version of a VAV with reheat system. And so what you have is you have the potential to do both heating and cooling. It'll, it'll, the logic will dictate exactly what mode it should be in. The user doesn't have to define what mode it has to be in. Uh, the, the logic in the device will actually identify what mode it has to be in by the set point that you give it. So it'll, what it'll allow, so for example, if you have a set point and you set it to 70 degrees, and then it drifts down to 80 or you know 68 and that might be your heating set point so your heating set point if you have a plus or minus 2 degrees it goes down to 68 uh, and it'll start turning on at 68 and it'll go all the way up until 70 and then it'll shut off so usually when you're in the heating mode it'll cycle between you know 70 degrees which is a set point that you set and the offset which is 68 so Turn on at 68, go to 70. Turn on, and it could because the primarily the room and that stage, that mode is typically cooling off. 
So it's cooling off, you're heating it up a little bit, you're letting it cool off. What you don't want to have happen is you don't want to have, if you set it at 70 and you did, you could do simultaneous heating and cooling, it just wouldn't know what to do. So that's why you have this dead band. Um, so if, if the room, for example, was set to 70 and all of a sudden it didn't have this cooling effect where it didn't keep getting cool and then all of a sudden it just started the sun hit the room and it started heating up so it start it would go from 70 to say 72 so if you have two degree of a 68 to 72 so you go up to 72 and it'll start cooling it'll it'll turn off the turning off the um, all the heating the aux, auxiliary heating all the reheat it would be off and it would start opening up the cooling valve uh, the air valve and just you know flooding the room with cooler air so it would cool it down to 70 and then it would stop it would stop but if you're in that heating you know if you're in that constant heat gain mode it'll heat up again and then you're cooling it off it'll heat up and cool it off so there's this it kind of cycles between the you know when it will turn on and when it'll turn off and and again that is kind of the the range that you know you would do um, or that you would expect to find in these thermostats. Um, a lot of times it's a, a little confusing, um, uh, just based on the fact that sometimes you set the, the set point um, that you want to kind of, you know, you, you set that 70 degrees, but it offsets 2 degrees automatically. But you don't, as a, as a user, you don't know what those, what those two, you know, what the 68 and 72 are. You don't know that. You just set the 70, and you're like, why is it six, you know, bouncing between you know, 68 and 70? You know, I wanted 70. You know, so they start cranking it up, and it, it just kind of, it's something that they, it's, it's hard to understand sometimes. Um, there, are other, uh, there are other cases where you're at that thermostat, and you're actually just, you know, you're setting the, the, the two parameters. You're, you're not picking the one in the middle, but you're saying, okay, you know what, in heating mode, I'm going to be in 68. So whenever the box is in heating mode, that's the only thing that you're going to see on the, on the sensor on the wall. So you're going to modulate that, that set point. So again, it's kind of different every time you approach that stat, exactly what the control sequence is. And that's why it's good to be able to talk to the temperature controls contractor to be able to figure that out and to identify that. Um, you know, because they're all just, it's slightly different. And it's, it's one of those things that as many times I've, I've looked at it, you know, it's like every time I'm like, okay, well, how is this one working? Um, there are some other things that, some other functions that you can get in a thermostat um, on the wall. And uh, I guess the uh, things that are important uh, typically are going to be occupant control. Um, and what this means is there is, is, is there an, like a, uh, um, is it locked out? There are some areas where if you go into, say, uh, a, public, a public area, and you don't want anybody doing anything with it. You just want the sensor. You don't want anything else. Um, you're, worried, you're worried maybe that there's going to be some vandalism or you want it just to be very kind of you know bulletproof. So you just have a sensor there and nothing else. No controls, no buttons, no wheels, no, no displays, anything. Um, it just has it's just a blank plate and it's a thermistor that's reading the temperature of the space and sending that signal back to the control point wherever the control board control point is. 
Um, there's a uh, thing called the override function. So sometimes you'll see a thermostat that has a button on there. So if the system is shut down, a user can go into a space and say, hey, you know, I want to override the system on. So it'll turn it into and from going from unoccupied to occupied. And it's going to be set up for, you know, 60 minutes, 120 minutes. Um, that's going to be something that's going to be set in the control system and configured in the control system. Um, but and then, you know, so it's just a, a button that toggles on, so they'll be able to push it. Um, there's also thumb wheels. So thumb wheels are, are kind of a dial. Um, you'll see that uh, a lot of times if, uh, for instance, you don't have a display. And I guess there's a there's a there's kind of a two, diff- two different varieties that I see. You can have one, you know, you can have a, a thermostat with a display um, and with some up and down arrows that you can kind of modulate the set points at. Um, and again, you can still have an override button. You can still have you know occupant control, or you can lock out control if you don't want to have the occupants uh, do anything with it. Um, and so there's actually and and then there's something that you just have uh, just a blank plate with a a thumb wheel that either tells a temperature. You know, there's a there's there's a little temperature you know markings on there, which you know 68, 70, 72, 80, what have you. Uh, or there's others that are just kind of like, you know, it's going from, you know, warmer to, you know, there might be a sun and there might be a snowflake. So that means hotter or colder. Um, and that'll give a certain, you know, you can, you can change, you know, some of the things like the dead band. Um, a lot of those are tend to be more kind of just, you know, um, I guess general. Uh, they give a little bit more of a programming flexibility than this you know, precise set points that you might have on, you know, the different, uh, you know, thumb wheels. So I guess, and and the point, uh, a little bit of the point, when you're looking at the different sensors and you're specifying them, you know, I would tend to go with just a, you know, a plain, you know, uh, a blank uh, thermistor, blank plate, you know, put an override button if you need it, a thumb wheel that with the hotter, the colder, that doesn't give the user a lot of information. Um, a lot of times, if something's not working right, they're going to be, you know, looking at this, looking at that number. They're going to be fixated on that number. Um, if they can see a number on that da- dial, um, they're going to be fixated on it. So you, you kind of want to remove that if if you can. Um, I don't think it. I don't think I don't see necessarily. I don't see the benefit of that because you can trend all the information from the you know the controls you know, uh, main front end, why do you need necessarily a specific temperature that's going to, you know, just cause complaints? Um, and this is where I most often see it. You're just kind of going to cause complaints because, you know, hey, our temperature is X, you know, they give a very specific number. And is that going to be right? It might be the wrong number. They might be looking at the set point versus the room, you know, the room uh, uh, temperature. Yeah, because a lot of times you know you'll adjust it and it'll flip back between what the actual reading is and what the set point is, and they might be reading the wrong thing, thinking the wrong information. And once it gets into somebody's head, then it becomes real kind of really difficult to be able to you know change that. Um, so I guess that was pretty much it. Hopefully that was a little bit clearer than the last time I tried to explain thermostats. Um, if you had any questions, give me a shout out um, at matt at hvac360.com. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. If you know somebody who is, uh, needs this information or is looking for more basic information, uh, consider passing this episode along. I do appreciate it. Again, if you're not a subscriber at HVAC360.com, uh, I would really encourage you to get in, uh, go to that page, register for that. Uh, it's a double opt-in form, and, and basically what that means is once you sign up for it, it's going to ask you, do you really want to sign up for it? And you want to you know, click yes again, and that's going to get you through the, uh, the different uh, the processes that we have. And then we'll be able to get you some good information. You'll be able to get in on all the new things that are coming down the pike. Um, if you're listening to this in real time, if you're not listening to this in real time, you, you may have already missed out, but it'll still be there, and we'll get that information to you again if you want to give me a shout out or give me a uh, review or rating on apple Podcasts, i greatly appreciate that it really allows people to find this podcast and uh, i'll definitely give you a shout out too when you do that all right well that's a wrap for this episode of hvac 360 i'm matt nelson helping you be the best and the brightest in the field of hvac and as always know what you build and share what you know 